Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, or radio network. Come follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports on all of the platforms Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. HarpOnSports.com, HarpOnSports, the Facebook page. What do we have for you? A little backs of life as athletes across the board voicing their displeasure about being vaccinated, not being vaccinated. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, A little moving day as another major sports entity announces a plan for a new stadium. We're about ready to enter an era where a lot of movement's going to take place. New stadiums. Franchises locating from city to city, relocating. So we're going to look at that as well. And also, player problems 101. We have an NBA player that's unhappy where he's playing right now, at least according to his family. He's unhappy. Haven't heard from him. And also, a retired NFL player came out and said he wanted to leave, but the team wouldn't let him. So we'll look at that as well. Starting off first with the zoo that is the Cole Beasley story combined with the Chris Paul story, combined with the John Rahm story. In each of the last three weeks, each of the last, in the last 14 days, we have seen multiple athletes test positive for the coronavirus or come out against the vaccine. And you look at every single one of those situations, and they all have something in common, right? What is the commonality of it? These guys are costing themselves opportunities. Now, I take a step back because they're obviously different. John Rahm's an individual playing just for himself, as opposed to Chris Paul, who is on a team, teammates involved, an organization involved, the NBA Finals involved. John Rahm, it was just a regular tournament, it wasn't a major. And Cole Beasley, the season's a couple of weeks away, a couple of months away, actually, uh, before any meaningful games matter. So I was thinking about this, and... You know what's interesting about it is that the one thing that we didn't think about, the vaccine, getting everybody back out there, you know, can fans go to the game, all of those things. The one thing that was never thought about was, will the players take it? Will the players do it? And you're seeing major athletes across the board who aren't vaccinated. Ah. And I'm a, I'm a stickler for this. You know this. I'm a proponent of this. I think if you're not vaccinated, you're rude and inconsiderate and selfish. This was the ultimate team sport for America to do this for one another. And you can see the uneducated on this that don't get it. Well, if I'm not vaccinated, you are. Why do you care? Well, because you, sir or ma'am, if you don't get vaccinated, you're one of those groups. And this thing mutates. It may mutate to the point where my vaccine doesn't work anymore because you didn't get vaccinated. That's basic science. You can't talk basic science to individuals like this. John Rahm cost himself millions of dollars. Chris Paul might cost the Phoenix Suns a trip to the finals. Now, Cole Beasley stands on this where I'm just going to retire if I have to follow these protocols. Then quit. Uh, Quit then. Baseball players throwing a fit about not being able to doctor the ball anymore. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Didn't we have... um, a certain race pitcher this week that said the reason his UCL has been damaged is because he couldn't use tack and grip and sunscreen on the ball. I don't know anybody in the last four or five days since he was injured, Tyler Glasnow, 
that's had UCL problems. If you do, you know anybody else that's had UCL problems? Anybody else that's had forearm, elbow, shoulder issues since this rule went into a, since it went to enforce this rule? I said on Tuesday or Wednesday, chalk me up if you can show me t- three, four, five, six other pitchers that suffer the same injury you do because you can't use talc anymore or stick them. I'll buy in. I'll tip my hat. I'll buy into it. If you can't, you're full of it. He's full of it. He's full of it. Whatever happened to being able to look at somebody and say, there's no way that's true. There's, it's not accurate. And Cole Beasley wrote this big thing on Twitter and published it on Instagram. And it's just a bunch of nonsense. It's his right. It's his right. It's his right. It's his right not to get vaccinated. Oh, okay. Well, just because something's your right doesn't mean that it's acceptable. You can be married and impregnate six other women. You can. Acceptable? Not illegal. Acceptable? How about this one? What if I have a bad, bad, bad case of influenza? Sick, coughing all over the place. It's not illegal for me to go into work and fire me up a bag of popcorn in the microwave, hitting all the buttons, turning the light switches on and off. You can't stop me from doing that. Am I right? See how ridiculous that gets? After a while, it gets pretty ridiculous. It's my right. If you're more person about my right, it's my, you can point at somebody in a wheelchair and laugh. Again, you have the option of doing it, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do it. You point at a little kid and go, you're, think about this. It's my right. It's my right. Technically, you can look at a guy walking his family down the road and walk up and go, man, your kids are ugly. Freedom of speech, First Amendment, have the right to say it. Doesn't mean you should. Does it? Doesn't mean you should. And this Cole Beasley thing, if he wants to quit, fine, quit. I'm going to quit. Who's going to miss you, dude? <laughs> Gracious. I'm going to quit. I just may retire. Then go ahead and retire. Who are you garnering sympathy for? And if you are, if your outspokenness and your stance rallies the 15 to 20 bottom percent, the 15 to 20 percent at the bottom, it's like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and morons applaud it. Take a step back. Have the right people in your corner. Seriously, have the right people in your corner. Athletes, and it's just starting. And if you're a team, what did I see? The Dolphins are 75% vaccinated. You're getting teams to that threshold. Somebody's really, really going to burn themselves here. And look, maybe Chris Paul and the, and the Suns are that story. Where he's going to miss game one of the NBA or the Western Conference Finals. He's going to miss game one. Imagine if they lose that and end up going to lose the series in seven. John Rahm came out and said, look, I should have been vaccinated. I, I made a mistake. That's his personal thing. He cost himself money. But when you're part of a team, you're going to cost the team money. You're going to cost the fans money. Imagine Suns fans who've waited for a title forever. The last time they had a chance to play for one, 28 years ago, and they miss out on it because the guy that's having an MVP caliber season chose not to get the vaccine. So the Cole Beasley's of the world, the Chris Paul's of the world, uh, look, I, it's just fascinating. You know what it reminds me a little bit of? It's not the same, but it reminds me a little of when Congress bailed out the banks, what, 2009, 2008, 2009, and they bailed out the banks, and the banks get, was it 800, was it 800 million dollars, 800 billion dollars, 800 billion, seven, 800 billion dollars, and the banks got bailed out, and in turn, through parties for themselves and didn't loan out any of the money and it made the housing market crash even farther and we even spiraled into a deeper recession. And Henry Paulson and Ben Bernanke 
sat around and said to themselves, well, of course they'll lend the money out. Yeah, they, they need to lend. Of course, they'll, they understand. They need to lend. They'll lend the money out. And they never did. Took all the money, put it in their pocket. Well, same case here. Here's the vaccine. Well, nobody expected. You've been locked up for a year. You expected, well, you know what? I think we're going to take it. Didn't expect this chunk of the populace to go, nope, not going to get it. Oh, by the way, the whole concept of, well, you don't know. You never know. You never know. It's funny because you have one side that says, well, don't live your life in fear. Go out and live it. You don't need the vaccine. Don't live your life in fear. And then what are you afraid of a vaccine for that doesn't kill anybody? Well, I, have you ever noticed any of those stories are just pictures? They're, they're not linkable to any real news source. They're just pictures. They're memes. They're pictures. Or they come from not even a .com or a .gov or a, a, it's a .au, whatever the story is. Freedomfighter.au is who has the story. I circled back on this, too. There's an athlete this week that died of Tommy John surgery, had Tommy John surgery and had complications with his Tommy John surgery and died. Come on. Don't you're going to get, if your son or daughter, if your son, if you, if, if you're an athlete and you need Tommy John surgery, don't do it. Don't do it. You, look, that guy died. The George Mason pitcher died. Don't be a sheep. Come on, sheeple. Don't get you done. Everybody's getting Tommy John surgery. You don't need to get it. That guy died. That's the same thought process. Well, I'm not going to get the vaccine. Um, because somebody got a blood clot. Well, okay. Does that mean if you're a baseball player, you're not, if you're in that same mindset and you're an athlete, you're not going to get Tommy John surgery because a pitcher at George Mason died because of complications for it? Well, no, each case is, de- oh, okay. Backs to life. You're going to have football players that are going to be missing games and fans are going to be in the stands. You're going to be there and football players are going to be continued to be held out. What, what, what happened with, you're going to have quarterback, it's going to happen, you're going to be in a big game where you're going to show up, think about this, you saved money up, you show up for a college football game or you show up for an NFL game and you're ready to go and it's September and here we go, we're back and wait a second, where's my team starting quarterback, where's our wide receivers? Oh, they tested positive for COVID. Wait, what? <laughs> it's coming. From those type of player issues and athlete issues to player problems 101. Saw a story today where Calvin Johnson, former Lions wide receiver, Calvin Johnson came out and said that he wanted to play for a different team in the NFL and the Lions wouldn't let him. Uh, That's garbage. That's garbage. You mean they wouldn't let you? They wouldn't let me. I don't mean they wouldn't let you. Wouldn't let me out of my contract. Well, then you force yourself out of your contract. There's a story that came out in the last 48 hours that Zion Williamson's family isn't happy with Zion uh, or isn't happy with the New Orleans Pelicans. And he wants out, or they want him out because they haven't surrounded him with the right people. Oh, come on, Zion. Don't let your family speak. You speak for yourself. That's, th- there is nothing that's weaker than sending somebody to go do your dirty work for you. Like, go ask her out for me. What are you, in the seventh grade? If you don't want... To be somewhere, then come out and say it. So I have zero sympathy for Calvin Johnson. I have zero sympathy for Zion Williamson. New Orleans is going to, the city should bake him for this. They should. I don't mind if you want out, but you got to do it. You can't have somebody else do it for you or come out and say they won't let me out of it. I Look, I have respect for what Eli Manning did. I don't want to play there. I'm not going to play for you, San Diego. I have respect for what John Elway did. The Colts, 
I'm not going to play for you. I'm not. I'm not going to play for you. Cornelius Bennett. Colts, I'm not going to play for you. I'm just not. You can draft me. I'm not. Zion Williamson was upset that he didn't get that the Knicks didn't get the number one pick. So what happens? The Pelicans get it. Oh, well, I'll give it a shot. If you don't want to be somewhere, come out and say it. Hey, look, I don't want to play for you. I don't. Well, then, you know, he'll be a pariah. Who cares? So think about this. Is your happiness as a player more important than a fan in a city's behavior? What's more important to you as a professional athlete? Your happiness, your comfortability, or what some random weirdo thinks it in a city that you don't want to be in? Well, could come back to haunt him. Well, welcome to life. There are jobs that I haven't taken that probably come back to haunt me. There are risks that I have not taken that probably come back to haunt me. Same thing for all of us, right? There's things that you've done. Well, it could come back to haunt you. Well, welcome to life. But, I, you know, I look around and maybe the best case of this was Carmelo Anthony about 10 years ago, 11 years ago with the Nuggets. He didn't want to be there anymore. He didn't. So he went and told the front office, he's like, look, you can trade me. This is after LeBron went to Miami. He's like, you can trade me. I'm going to leave at the end of the year via free agency. So Nuggets fans started to boo him. Anthony Davis went out of New Orleans, went and told the front office, look, I don't want to be here anymore. You can trade me or I'm going to leave. If you don't want to be somewhere, what are you supposed to do? Play your contract and leave? Then you get mad at him for that too. Joe Madden has a great quote manager of the angels he said i could be honest with you and you could hate me for a little while or i could lie to you and you could hate me forever i'm 100 percent okay with any sort of structural setup where you're not happy and you don't want to be there anymore i'm 100 percent okay with it as an athlete you don't want to be somewhere if you don't if you're not happy where you are i would like to go somewhere else athletes have this right they do but Calvin Johnson, the Lions wouldn't let me out of it. All you had to do is go to the Lions and say, I want to be, I want you to trade me. We're not going to trade you. Well, then I'm going to go public with it. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm not happy with this organization. What, the people of Detroit won't like you? The problem is every these guys want to be liked and leave on their own. It doesn't work that way. I want you to like me, but I'm going to break up with you. It doesn't work that way. you got to be willing to be the villain in a couple people's stories. you got to be willing to do that. You do. You just have to be willing to be the villain in a couple of people's stories. And Calvin Johnson, Zion Williamson, Zion having his family speak out, that's just embarrassing. That's very childish. But Calvin Johnson, I'm not buying it for one second. And if it was, you didn't try very hard because you could have you could have gotten out of that. You really, really could have. I um, wanted to wrap up with this, too, a little moving day because I saw this, and this is interesting to me because the NFL is the – you can tell the pandemic is over because now franchises want new stadiums in a variety of sports, right? This, this is how you know that this thing's about over, right? Because that Alex Rodriguez-led group wants to buy the Timberwolves, and Alex Rodriguez wants to move him to Seattle so he can be Seattle's hero by coming back. The Sonics coming back. Um, this last week – we had the story where the mayor, excuse me, the owner of the Oakland Athletics is in Las Vegas at the Canadians' Knights game. So, look, that's just a matter of time. If Las Vegas is interested in the Oakland A's, that's over. That's all. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Welcome to Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Athletics coming up here in the span of the next 24 months. That's going to happen. That is. That's going to happen. So you can tell that you're to the point now where 
money is flowing once again. Or at least, eh, we're good, we're good, we can ask for things now. Okay, we're good, we can start asking for things now. So, just this week alone, or just, well, the Timberwolves things have been a couple weeks, but the A's, Vegas, Chicago, the the Bears coming out and kicking the can down the road about moving out to the racetrack at about 15 miles away from Soldier Field. Was that Northwest? Northwest? In the city, more west than Northwest, but the we're going to move move the Bears away from Soldier Field. And the mayor of Chicago came out and said, they got more important things to worry about, like putting a winning team on the field. Now, look, they're just forcing the hand of this. This is all they're doing. They're just forcing the hand. Their lease runs through 2033. What are they doing? They're forcing the hand of the Bears to remodel Soldier Field. I don't know why they just don't tear that whole thing down and start over. Well, it's historically, you could tear that whole thing down and start over and have gigantic pillars and make it look like a coliseum. Come on. So that, and then the big one, the Buffalo Bills. This is this sends a shockwave into Jacksonville. It should. The Buffalo Bills coming out and saying, hey, man, we're, we want to build a new stadium. We're going to build a new stadium. It's our plan. State money's going to be involved. We want to be in it by 2025 at the latest. 2025 at the latest. We're already halfway through 2021. So, that's what going to be voted on and put forth in the next six months. And they've even come out and said, look, if we can't get a deal done to stay in our current stadium, which new era park, it was orchard park. Who knows what it's got a new name now. Then we're going to play maybe at Penn state. So then at that point, the only team in the NFL that doesn't have at least a 300 or is it a 400, a $400 million renovation or a new stadium in the last 25 years will be the Jacksonville Jaguars. If the Bills get this done, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be the only team in the NFL that doesn't have at least a $400 million renovation or a brand new stadium in the last quarter century. Oh, baby. Buckle up. The Jacksonville Jaguars will ask for a new stadium next year or a massive renovation to TIA Bankfield. Once the Bills get this passed, you're Shad Khan. Come on. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you ask for it? And all he needs here at this point is he needs Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. That's why he spent so much money on finding the right coach because he knows he's got to do it to get a new stadium to get all these things done. He does. So, get ready. Moving day is coming for a variety of teams. Vegas is going to – the Oakland Athletics are going to end up in Vegas. The Bears could be moving to the suburbs or at least out of town a little bit. Uh, the Bills are going to be moving. Alex Rodriguez with the Timberwolves to Seattle. Get ready for movement. Get ready for movement. And the Rays, I even think about the Rays. The Rays got five, six more years on their lease. But then eventually that'll, that'll be pushed too. They're not, they're not going to be in Tampa. They're not. They're going to be in Orlando, Charlotte, or Nashville. So moving day. What? This Bills thing is big because it's a small market that's going to get it done. It's a small market that's going to get it done in a cash strap state, but also a cash flowing state. Like New York, they're going to get it done. So what's it going to be? The market's too small? They're going to get it done. The Bills are going to be the blueprint for Jacksonville. At least the Jaguars' new stadium plan or a new, at least, structural plan. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, radio network, at Harpon Sports, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow, share, subscribe, like, HarponSports.com and Harpon Sports Facebook page. So there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. 
Have fun with your friends.